What's in the bag? I ask for the umpteenth time. Umpteenth. Such a weird word. Umpteenth. U-M-P-T-E-E-N-T-H. <laughs> umpteenth. Teeth. Now that, that reminds me of a monster. The image of what an umph monster might look like appears in my head. Complete with row upon row of garish teeth. <clears throat> it's funny. It's funny how your mind occupies itself when you've got nothing to do but walk and walk and walk. Yes, I push aside a low-hanging brand so it doesn't thwack me in the face. You'll find out soon, Amila, says Dad. His answers are always vague when I ask about the bag. I'm saving it for when we really need it, Amila. He's told me that before. You see, Dad's been clutching the bag ever since we entered the forest. I'm not sure where or when he picked it up. It's the only thing either of us are holding on to. We left too quickly to take anything else. The bag is from a supermarket. It's one of those bag-for-life ones. It's orange and the writing on it is cracked and faded. The plastic, it's too thick to see through. Trust me, I have tried. There's food inside. I know that much. It has to be food. Dad says we have to save it for when we are desperate. <laughs> but I don't know how much more desperate we need to be. We've been walking for two days already. And all I've eaten is a handful of blackberries and some wild mushrooms, which made my stomach ache and cram. <laughs> now back to the bag. From the look of its weight and the way the bag swings, I think it's tins. Yes, maybe tuna or baked beans or spaghetti hoops. <sighs> spaghetti hoops, they are my favorite. On toast with loads of butter. Yummy! My mouth starts salivating at the thought of it. Mm. But what if it's dog food? Right now I'm so hungry I'd even eat that. I'd probably enjoy it too. Dad, can we eat the food yet? No. Uh, Dad, what about now? No. What about now, Dad? No. That's about the extent of our conversations in the last two days. My feet are sore. My back aches. My whole body feels like it's falling apart. We are never getting out of here. I'm sure of that. I keep my eyes on the back for life as it sways back and forth. Back and forth. Maybe it's not tins. Maybe it's chocolates or biscuits or... Look! Says Dad. Over there! There's a massive grin on his face. And I was so lost in my thoughts, I hadn't even noticed we'd left the forest. I followed Dad's finger and I see buildings. There's smoke coming out of chimneys. People, I say. We are going to be all right, says Dad, so relieved. But what about the food? I point at the bag. We never ate it. No, says Dad, we didn't. Then he does what I've been wanting him to do. Ever since we entered the forest, he opens the bag. I hold my breath and peer inside. What was it? Tins, chocolates, cakes, pastries? Oh, I say. And then I understand. <laughs> At the bottom of the bag, smooth and grey and speckled with dirt, are three large 
stones. Yes, three large stones. What a wonderful story, isn't it? A story titled Back for Life, written by Joseph Elliott, featured in Catherine Rundle's Book of Hopes. In the story, the simple supermarket bag tantalizingly swinging back and forth makes the child wonder what could be in it, hoping that it would be food, egging them on to sustain the arduous journey. The promise of food kept their feet moving. Hope is such a powerful thing. It inspires us to do the impossible and helps us carry on during difficult times. And hope can come in many different shapes and forms. It may be through our favorite music, a good book, or even listening to our favorite thought leaders. Or, as in the case of the story, a bag for life. Hope can be a powerful force. Maybe there's no actual magic in it, but when you know what you hope for most and hold it like a light within you, you can make things happen almost like magic. Think about it. What's your bag of hope? What's your bag for life? Thank you for listening. This is Seema here signing off. Thank you.